This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers audio experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have an amazing show, fun-packed, full of great inspirational strategies and tools for your toolbox. Today's going to be a great show, by the way. Well, every show is a great show, but today is no exception. We're doing this live. So if you're listening to me live, do me a favor, give us a like, share, or comment on the comment section below. And if you're listening to the recording to this wonderful podcast and you have any questions or anything like that, please do feel free to reach out to our team and we'll get back to you in due course. So today, it is going to be a really interesting conversation, by the way. It's interesting in, in a number of different ways because it's one of those subjects which is very much underpinned by the success of what I call true and authentic um, heart, heart-driven entrepreneurs, I guess, or business owners. This particular lady, actually, who was introduced to me through a mutual friend of ours, Jamie Sarah, who's probably listening to us right now, is a multi-seven-figure business strategist. She makes 90% of her money actually, actually through passive income and online, for example. And during the pandemic of uh, last year, or in fact this year, she's made 2.5 million pounds in just a week. What I love about this particular person, her name is Lisa Johnson, if you don't know her, is I love her authenticity. And I love the fact that she's outspoken, she's opinionated, but she loves talking about the truth, right? Because I know that we're all surrounded by you know, bullshit and media and influencers and or what should we say, so-called influencers or whatever it is. But that's what I love about Lisa is that she's really authentic um, and really cares about people. And that is a rarity. It's a great value to have. She's been featured in numerous publications, Forbes magazine, Inc. magazine, Fast Company magazine, you name it, she's been in there. And she believes that everyone can become successful regardless about your background that's what i love about lisa so without further ado lisa johnson Woo! hello hello how are you doing i'm all right yeah <laughs> good to, good to have you here it's nice to be here and have this chat i know it, it, you know what it's, it's interesting because we've got a we've got quite a few mutual friends haven't we and uh and 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 so when we i mean we, we we're relatively new in terms of like our friendship and stuff but like you know because of the people that we're connected to they just like say wonderful things about you and about what your background and that kind of stuff and i, I love that about you and the fact that the that, that we come from similar backgrounds right you you know you grew up in social housing lived off the state similar to myself and it's just interesting how you know you we have very very kind of common paths in in a, in a nutshell but yeah. i guess what you say it's not where you where you're from or whatever it is that determines if you're successful or not does it no it really doesn't and i thought for a long time that it did and i think that's why i'm really passionate about showing people that it doesn't matter where you come from it matters where you go mm. um you know i grew up in social housing like you said i grew up bullied it, it wasn't a nice childhood or mm. kind of formative years and i then had problems when i started my business because i believed that people like me don't become successful because I had no one to to look at that mm. was already there and go well she comes from where I come from and so I found it really really difficult <laughs> there's Jamie she's, she's there um, <laughs> <laughs> and um so I you know once I started to make a lot of money I just wanted to show other people but you can't it doesn't it really doesn't matter where you come from and in fact I'll go further than that I believe that if you've been through any kind of adversity, it can fuel your success rather than mm -hmm. hinder it. Yeah, I think that's a good point, actually. And, uh, you know, and, and, it, and it's just really interesting because you mentioned the thing that I picked up from your conversation there, which was 
the fact that you weren't surrounded with you know the mentors that you know that teach us about you know that stepping stone to kind of success or not success you was you didn't have that then it's kind of similar as well it's interesting I I had nothing like that and actually what ended up happening is I started off at like office junior 35 pounds a week level (laughs) and and just clawed my way up because I wanted to move away from the generational poverty that has been in my family and thought you know maybe if I can just really work hard really try and get where where I want to be and the problem is that because I was bullied I left school at 16 so mm-hmm. I had no way to further my education. And so instead I learned on the job and, and just kind of crawled my way up to a corporate position, not even thinking that there was another way because I didn't know anyone who had done that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see people that have done things, it makes you question things a bit and look at your choices and go, well, actually, I don't have to do things the way that everybody else is, but I didn't have that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what that's what makes us individuals. That's what makes us our, our personalities, our DNA. Do you know what I mean? Love yeah. it. Very cool. So um, let's get into the crux of this because, you know, today we're going to be talking about the importance of how, well, integrity, right? Integrity, which is one of those words that I hear a lot of, but mm. I don't see because this is this is the real difference, right, Lisa, is that people talk, right, but they don't actually live by what they say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean because I think it's kind of it's kind of trendy right now to well actually mm. those phases. It was trendy to talk about integrity last year. This year it's actually trendier to say that stop talking about integrity. It goes in waves. Um, but actually when you have integrity, it is about show, don't tell. I do think that we need to talk about it. We need to tell to an extent, because if we don't, then people don't even, some people don't even think about it because they assume everyone has integrity, which they don't. Um, But actually showing that it can be done, you know, you can make a ton of money and have really good values. And I think we've been taught in this online industry that you can't. Like the only way to do it is to do, you know, some tactics that maybe don't allow you to sleep well at night. And I don't believe that's true. And so, you know, in the first year of my business, mm. when I got disillusioned, really disillusioned with this industry, mm. I was like, I'm not sure I want to be in an industry where I feel like I don't like how things are being done. Like, I always liken it to, I felt like a bank robber that didn't like crime. <laughs> I was like, well, how am I in this when I don't actually like how everyone's doing everything? And so I was going to quit. And then I spoke to somebody who said, if you want to change the industry, the only way you can change any industry is to do it from the inside. And you have to earn enough money that people then watch and go, oh, she's doing it a different way. So that's exactly what I did. Love it. Love it. Very cool. So guys that are listening in to us live, because we've got quite a few people listening in to us live through LinkedIn, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, if you are listening to us live, do us a favor, give us a like, share a comment, comment section below, of course. Uh, if you're listening to the recording, again, what I was going to say to you is if you love today's episode, please do subscribe to the Game Changers Audio Experience and leave a one or a five star review, whichever you, there's no pressure here on the show, by the way. I just want to say that there. Um, Interestingly enough, I want to get straight into the crux of this because I think it's a, a really important subject. Um, to, I want to know more about um, to you. I know what I love about you and, and where we share kind of similar pathways is very much around values. OK, so why do you think that um, I suppose, you know, behaving in a certain way? And because values is not just about saying something, I uh, I value integrity, I value this, but it's also behaving hmm. in a certain way, right? Um, how do you how do how was how does that it's so important in relation to growing an online business? I think it's massively important. I mean, if we're honest about it, hmm. you can grow a business and become very very successful without those values, without integrity. You can. Hmm. Values can be something completely different and you'll still be successful. However, I believe that the tide is turning. Mm. I think that things that have happened over the past 10 or 15 years when people were just online to make money, it was like, okay, these people can teach us how to make money. Do Mm. we really care if they're not doing things the right way? People didn't. But things are changing because there's now so many people out there that can do the same thing, that can help in the same way, that can help you make money, that now we get to choose between somebody who we relate to And so 
you know, I talk about integrity and and probably a good 60% of people, 70 maybe, don't even care about that side of things. That's not where their head is at. But those people that really do care, they'll only come to someone like me or you who is showing integrity on a day-to-day basis. And when I, t- when I talk about showing integrity, I mean, actually doing the things that people say they're going to do. For instance, we did a launch in June and we made £2.5 million pounds in that launch. Mm-hmm. while telling everybody that we didn't want them to put it on a credit card, that making sure that we didn't try and close a sale, you know, on a phone call, making sure that if we knew that there was somebody else that was a better fit for that person, we sent them there. We sent over 100 people easily um, to other people, making sure that they were actually a good fit for the program. Lots of people aren't a good fit for the program and won't make money. I don't want those people on there. It's not yep. good for them or me. And so we did everything. And, and I had affiliates. Doing um, integrity <laughs> with affiliates is, is a whole different ball game because they have to subscribe to the same values as you in the cell. But Absolutely. they all did. And it went brilliantly. And people saw from the outside that absolutely you can make million multi-millions in a launch while not telling people to put it on a credit card to not talk to their husbands that if they don't do it now their business is going to fail it's all a load of rubbish and we know that really mm, absolutely 100 percent agreed 100 percent. so um now interestingly enough i want to discuss the importance about i want to discuss about the links around integrity and loyalty because they're you know they're too closely linked yeah you know and i mean you said at the beginning of the conversation you don't have to live or practice your values in order to be successful but then again how do then does that mean that they're creating a tribe of what we call non-integrity led people i mean i'd love to know what the yeah, what thoughts are about I this, that's yeah. exactly what's happening. I know people in the industry who have no integrity. And when I see somebody else that's acting in a in a non-ethical way, I can almost link it back to who they worked with mm. and kind of go back and see the people because that's exactly what's happening. But also there's a ripple effect in whatever you do. And the reason that I have loyal clients, you know, a lot of the things I talk about is how to to grow a loyal audience is because integrity means transparency. They're very, very jointly linked. Transparency means not only telling people all the good stuff that happens to you and the private jets and all those things, which, you know, talk about those things, too. I think they're amazing. But it's also telling people what goes wrong and when things haven't gone as well for you and what you know what mistakes you've made in business because then you grow people who will actually trust you because they know you have integrity because you're telling them the truth you're holding your hands up when you've done things wrong instead of just trying to pass blame and I think all of those things show integrity and you know a lot if, if we're talking about it from a business a profit sense it's a lot cheaper to have an audience that buys from you over and over and over again than to keep trying to find new people people True. that have integrity that I see in this industry, even like huge, huge names, you can see that they tend not to sell to anyone twice. True. Very they, true. They get big audiences, they sell to them, they move on to another audience because they won't be able to sell twice. Ah, good point. Good point. But even, even the biggest spe- even the big speakers do it. I mean, oh, you yeah, know. absolutely. We're talking like and I think that's probably the problem. Like we have all these what we call gurus out there, but they've all been taught the same way. They've all been doing things in the same way for the past 15 years. And the reality is the landscape's changed, but they've not changed with it. So for I'm new in this industry. You know, I've only been in this industry four and a half years. So for someone that comes in new, they see it with fresh eyes and go, well, you know, 15 years ago, this might have been okay. It's no longer okay. Things are changing, so we need to do things a different way. And I've seen that ripple effect. You know, I saw somebody in a Facebook group who was really excited because she'd turned away a client. She'd go, I've turned away this client. It wasn't the right fit for me. I really needed the money, but I knew that they would get better from this other competitor. And so I sent them to the competitor. People were applauding her. And I went and spoke to her and said, absolutely love that you've done this and I love that you're talking about it even more who did you coach with she had coached with someone that I had taught <laughs> that ripple effect is going out there and I want that to continue and so I think it's a brilliant thing you know in in actual facts you know 2021 is I think highlighted a couple of 
really important values from what people really value, you know, like authentic, genuine people is authenticity, transparency, which are all closely linked to integrity, by the way, and the sense of compassion, you know, because yeah. I think compassion is extremely important, especially when people are going through tough times. It's coming from this place of I'm human. You are human. Let's talk like human beings. Not Let's not be a douchebag. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And in reality, when you look at what's going in the world right now, that's why this has become so important because everything's divisive right now. So if there's somewhere that can be non-divisive, we're all going to go in for that. And just because you have compassion and because you care about people, that is not mutually exclusive to having very strong boundaries. And I think what people worry about is if they have compassion, they can't have boundaries. I have massive amounts of boundaries you know I, I I don't allow um a lot of things but I have compassion for people you can do both and I think it's also coming from a place of like you know I mean you we both come from a place of you know of not growing up in particularly wealthy backgrounds and you know we know that some people out there are experiencing tough times you know so so it's living by what you from your experience and what people can learn from you isn't it Lisa well, as a multimillionaire now, I'm not far enough away from the five years ago when I was £30,000 in debt and living hand to mouth. And I think as long as we remember that, we remember wh- where we were, we will never be that far away from it. Because let's be honest, it doesn't take very much for people to go back down to it. I think it's important that we remember where we came from and that we remember that money doesn't change who we are. It just makes us more of who we are. Yep. And so I think you know, I'll always have a soft spot for people just starting out because it was it was only four and a half years ago that I was doing the same thing and it's important. But I also think we need to talk about money more so that people like me and you years ago can see what's possible because I didn't think it was possible. And it's it's become it's been much harder for me to get there. I think I could have done it in a, a much easier way had I seen other people from where I come from um, or who had been bullied or who had had the circumstances I had that had already got there. That makes sense. That makes complete sense to me. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background, because I know that, you know, four and a half years ago is literally no time at all. No. You know, literally, I can remember four and a half years like five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but tell us about that, because, I mean, you were in 30 grand in debt, which is, you know, it's it's it's, it's a lot of money for for some families, which are really kind of what I call still on the hamster wheel, trying to figure out who the hell they are, what they're trying to do and what the, how they're trying to help other people and how to monetize that more than importantly. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you went from that 30K to now who, where you are today. What was the big shift more than anything else? Yeah, I think, so if we go back a little bit even further than that, when I, I worked up to corporate and then I got pregnant with twins, and I was going through a divorce at the time. And so I suddenly had to leave this great job. I was I was in investment banking at the time. And so I was only like 60, 70 grand a year, which was all right for me, like for where I come yes. from. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, hey, okay, I can't do this anymore. I need to look after the babies. And so I got a job near my house that was 20,000 a year. It was an admin assistant job because that's all there was going. Yeah. And so that put me in this situation where suddenly... I was getting more and more into debt every single month and living hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. And I decided to start a business. I started a wedding planning business. It didn't go great in the first year because I didn't know anyone that had a business and I was making every mistake under the sun. Um, but then I got a business coach and, and you know, they taught me how to make it a little bit better. And it, it did pretty well in the end. It was pretty profitable. Yeah. And then organically, people started asking me, you know, how have you done this? Mainly in the wedding industry at first and then other people and I just started telling them you know well I did this I learned this thing about ideal client have you heard about money mindset I was just interested in all these self-help type books and webinars that I'd been focused on and so went and and, you know helped other people and they started making a lot of money and so suddenly lot people were saying can I pay you to teach me some stuff because you seem to say it without the jargon um they didn't understand the business jargon and neither do I still I still just talk (laughs) Um, and so that's what I did. And so four and a half years ago, it was, was 31,000, I think, in debt in the bank. I started Lisa Johnson Consultancy and started helping small businesses, you know, get visible and do, do a few more things. Mm-hmm. And it was OK. You know, like in the first year, I can't, it kind of 
went beyond my wildest dreams. I, I earned 220,000 in that first year, but I was absolutely shattered. And this freedom lifestyle that everyone talked about where, you know, you can decide when you want time off, that was not happening. I was like working from six in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. I was just completely shattered. I never saw the twins. Mm. It was much worse. And so I started looking after that first year for a different business model. And at the end of year one, I was working 80 hours a week and wow. I was 220,000 by the end of year two, because I'd learned more about passive income streams and semi-passive income streams. I was working 30 hours a month and I was earning over a million. And wow. that's when things changed for me because I realized that I didn't need to be teaching people how to make money online. What I needed to be teaching people was how to do it without, you know, losing their entire lives to burnout. Absolutely. No, but it's true. I mean, you know, it's totally true. But, you know, it's interesting because you had highlighted something there, which was all. And we, we mentioned it in a couple of conversations. Right. Passive income or what I'd be called. Pass, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, reoccurring income. Same thing. Right. Yes. So. And I, and I think that um, there are a couple of things. And I know that uh, Jamie's listening in on this one. But my analogy, when I first came across the word passive income, which was probably around about three, four years ago, maybe. I'm not sure exactly. But I remember reading um, reading a few, um, doing a bit of research around the whole kind of passive. I was intrigued about what passive mm -hmm. income really meant. And so, and so I came to the conclusion, it was obviously the wrong conclusion, but I always felt that, you know, the so-called experts, okay, um, is that they see passive income or recurring income as a bad thing. What that basically basically means is that you create income by doing absolutely fuck all, right? <laughs> Which we know is not true. You still have to work, right? Yeah. Um, and and this can't create this kind of what I call false perception. And that's yeah. probably one of the reasons why I actually didn't end up pursuing kind of the passive income stream straight away into that. What's your thoughts about that? I think it's I think you're absolutely right and that 99% of people talk about it in a manner that is a load of bullshit. Mm. Um and that's why I didn't get into it too straight away because you know I'd listen to people on podcasts talking about how you just make money while you sleep and that's what I'm trying to do is change the perception of it because the reality is you will always have to do work and you to make passive income you will do more work than people who aren't at the beginning. So what generally happens is for me, all passive income means is no longer trading time for money. So as a branding designer, let's say you get you take on a client, you get some money. That's your time. You take on another, you get some money. That's your time. I was trying to think there's another way around this. And there is for everybody. But how we have to think of it is you will work really hard in that first year. You will be growing an audience. You will be working out how to write a course. You will be doing all the things. But mm -hmm. then you can sell it with the same marketing over and over and over again, and everything's already written. So some of the, the 2.5 million that I made in the course launch this year, I wrote yep. three and a half years ago. I haven't done anything new. It's the same. I've tweaked it a tiny <laughs> bit. But, you know, there's nothing really new about it because it still makes money the same way. And yep. so that's what passive income is to me. And there's, you know, courses aren't the only passive income stream. There's tons of passive income streams that you can, you can choose between. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what they should be called is leveraged income like it just leveraging your time but when i call it leveraged income no one knows what i'm talking about call it passive income and everyone's like yeah well uh, let's talk about passive income sign so, me up sign yeah. me up tricky but re realistically there is this myth that you have to do nothing and, and it's not true you have to do a lot of work but it's totally worth it love it love it love it and we'll talk about um a bit more about that a little bit later on but let's talk about um for some of the listeners that are listening in and we we have listeners on the podcast from at least 35 countries around the world and they might be inspired by your methodology lisa and i know that you know we tend to attract to certain role models because they align to our core values but how should people show up online in the way that that in the way that you're saying, uh, maybe maybe what I call integrity led. Yeah, and I think that the only way you can show up if you want to be integrity led is with honesty. I think that's what it all boils down to. Like, there's no point. For instance, do I take first class flights in a private jet every now and again? Yes, a lot of me wanted to shy away from that. 
because people don't often like that. But the, the right thing to do, the honest, integrity-led way to do that is to show it, but show who I really am. So you wouldn't see me, you know, on the first class flight with Labutans and the Red Souls and all the stuff, <laughs> all the wanky stuff that people do. People still know my trainers. You know, if I'm on... If I'm in an amazing restaurant, there would be normally some Instagram stories about how there's nothing I can eat there because it's too posh and I like fish fingers, chips and waffles. <laughs> it's really about showing the sides of you that are real. It doesn't mean you can't do amazing things. It doesn't mean you can't talk about how much money you earn. I constantly put my Stripe account online and talk to people about money and how I've made it, but I then break it down so that they're learning something from it. It's not a humble brag. It's here we go. This is how you can do it too. Yeah. And so I think it's just about being honest but I also appear honest when I've lost £27,000 because I made the wrong choice on a Facebook ads manager you know what I mean like you have to be real about it all not just one side and I think how people show up online where it goes wrong is that they show up as who they think people want them to be and that used to be I'm going to show up outside a Lamborghini and that kind of side of things but now it's actually gone the other way I'm going to show up self-deprecating. You know, I'm not going to show myself with any nice holidays. And in fact, people literally write, you won't see me pretending to have a freedom lifestyle by going on nice holidays. If you're going on nice holidays, show the bloody nice holidays. Mm. It's like, stop trying to think about what your audience want you to do and just be you. Yeah, you know what it is? It's we live in such a judgmental world, Lisa. Mm. Right? So we we have these perceptions of, Oh, you know, my audience want me to think that I'm, uh, you know, driving a Lamborghini. No, stop that crap, right? But actually, there's one thing that really, actually, I suppose there's a pet peeve for me. And maybe we'll have a, we'll have, let's have a conversation around this, which is all about balancing judgments around materialistic things, because that's what we are conscious of and that stuff. And living with integrity, because I think that, you know, especially with a lot of these, you know, so-called gurus and and, and stuff like that, um, you know, I, I'm just not into the whole kind of materialistic bullshit, because in reality, most aren't that successful, really. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think that there's a load of hype be behind stuff, but I think it still boils down to the same thing. Some people that follow you will be interested in materialistic things. Mm. Some people absolutely will not. You can't change who you are because of either of them. And I think that one of the, honestly, I know this is controversial, but one of the worst things that people have done in recent years online is use the word, use words like heart-led business. Heart-led, soul-led. <laughs> yeah, I think what that's basically saying is if you're in your business to make money, there's something wrong with you. You know, you, you can't do that. You have to want to change a million lives by 2029. Um, yeah, we've all got one of these missions that have some random number of women's lives we want to change by a certain date. And it's on bollocks. They don't care about that. Start your business to make money. It's absolutely okay to start your business to make money. There are things you can do with that money to change a million lives. But let's not pretend that, you know, we shouldn't buy from people if they want to make money. No one goes to a corner shop and goes, well... What's your mission, though? The, the mission <laughs> They're not going, oh, yeah, but, you know, I really wanted to put something here for the, the 2,000 people that live in this town to be able to come somewhere together in communities. Bollocks. And decided <laughs> this is the way it should be. So and true. Guys, are you, I, I hope that you guys that are listening in, by the way, I hope that you're enjoying some of our conversations because this is, these are one of the very few conversations that I have that we just kind of go all out where we swear a little bit, we have a fun, uh, and we just, we're just ourselves, right? We just kind of like, you know, um, I was going to say, let your hair down, but in my case, that's not the case. So <laughs> <laughs> it's about integrity. If we start not being true to ourselves in this conversation, then we've lost already. Completely, 100%, <laughs> definitely. Anyway, uh, but because, you know, for our listeners, yes, I don't have any hair, but I guess you'll know that from the actual graphics that we have. Anyway, so, <laughs> look, I've even uh, done something to my headphones, but hey-ho. Um, <laughs> not your hair that's done it. Exactly, it's not my hair that's got twisted into it. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the steps and methodologies to creating some passive income streams because i know we've well i know that me and paul Ahoni actually had a chat um, a couple of weeks ago around you know sort of passive income we were talking about money mindset type of thing but so, 
share, can you share with us, with the audience, with, with regards to some of the things that you've discovered of what passive income streams work for you and how could, if people are looking and thinking to themselves, okay, you make a valid point, Lisa and Adam, about not trading time for pounds or dollars or whatever currency that you're in. And okay, you got my, you've got, you caught my curiosity here. What would you, what would you advise in terms of where should people look? What should people do? Uh, yeah. Any thoughts? So I have a whole strategy on it, but first I want to make sure that people understand this is no get rich quick scheme. Oh, like, thank you. Oh, God. People just think that if they start making passive income in three months time, they'll make a lot of money. And it's a real shame that online these days, you're seen as a failure if you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I don't know about you, but when, when I was growing up, it was like, if you make money, if you break even by year three, your business is like, okay. Now it's if you do not make six figures within three months, you may as well forget it. And that's not true. Like, I really believe in having a long-term sustainable business model. And that doesn't come from flash in the pan, get quick, get rich quick scheme. So when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about it over a long period of time. So let's say, um, like I have a system that I trademarked called the cash system, because I realized that when I was teaching, and I've taught over 5,000 people now to make passive income. And when I was teaching it, I was doing the same thing. I was telling them the same thing over and over again. And I was like, hmm, like this needs to be a system to make it easier and to make it step by step. So if we go through the cash system, which is it's C-A-S-S-H, I couldn't well it we'll put it in the link below by the way guys uh if you're if you're listening to the recording so we'll put that in there so don't worry so the system starts with the c which is client now lots of people say to me i want to have a membership for instance or i want to have a course or some other semi-passive income stream what you actually need to do before you decide any of that is who you want to help like who are the people that you want to help you might not know what they need yet but you know who you want to help and this doesn't mean that it has to be something to do with your business it doesn't mean that it has to be something to do with a job you've had before, although it can be. It could just be a hobby that you have. You know, I have somebody who has a membership on hula hooping, um, uh, on dating, on sex. There's a million different things. I'm signed up, hula hooping, me. <laughs> um, you know, there's so many things you can do. And first know what you want to do, who you want to help. Then you go on to the A, which is audience. By far the longest bit, you need to grow an audience of those people that you just worked out you wanted to serve. And growing an audience can be anywhere. You can use the funnel system, you know, that everyone knows, the freebies and all of that kind of thing. You can grow on a Facebook group, grow a list, however you want to do it, but put them all in one place. And then nurture that audience. You can't just... Mm like leave them there. You need to give value. You need to make sure that they trust you. Um, you need to, to help them, even if it's for free for a while. And then you go on to the next step. When that audience is growing, they're going to tell you whether they want, you know, whatever it is that they want. So let's say they're like, we want a course on something. So then you go on to the S, which is structure and systems. The tech used to be the bit that put everyone off doing passive income. Because it's like, I don't know how to deliver this kind of stuff. The tech is now easier because it's all front-facing. There's all these new systems coming out all the time, whether it's Kartra, Kajabi, and, you know, Thinkific, Teachable. You can put things in one place. And you can do it how you want to. Like, I love video. I'm always going to do things like this. Um, some people, they hate video. They're going to do workbooks. They're going to do audio. They're going to do whatever works. So you work that out, and then you go on to the most important one, which is the, the next S, which is selling. So selling online is launching. Um, it, this is the bit most people get wrong. So they think, I've got this audience. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say, hey, guys, I've got this course. Do you want to come into it? And they come to me and they say, nobody bought it. The course was rubbish and nobody wanted it. And that isn't true. They just haven't launched properly. A launch is a six to 12 week strategic process yep changes every year what happened five years ago the reason that the big gurus didn't do that well in 2021 with their courses you know a lot of them made half the amount that they normally do is because they're still using the same launching tactics as 15 years ago and yep. everything changes every year so get up to speed with what's working and do a launch a good launch yep. and then the last um the last letter is h in the cash system and that is about keeping your clients happy because we've just said passive income is tough 
the first year, it's not passive. You're going to be working all the time. The time it becomes passive is the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time you put the exact same product out. That will only happen if you actually give the clients who come in the first time the results that you've promised them. So they are the ones that are going to be shouting about you everywhere. The reason I didn't spend a single you know, dime on Facebook ads until I'd earned a million pounds was because I didn't need to because my clients got the results I promised. If that means you going the extra mile to do it, giving them extra things, we give them a free sales funnel to make sure they got there, yeah. then that's what you do. And that's all you do. You do those five steps each time. Now, when it comes to what kind of passive income you should do, there were so many from like affiliate marketing to stocks, bonds, cryptocurrency, to courses, workshops, um, to drop shipping. There's just a lot out there. I think the easiest way for everybody, people who don't even have a business to people that have a seven figure business is courses, memberships and workshop yeah i think it's just you already have the knowledge in your head and your your knowledge is not common knowledge Mm. so let's you know get that knowledge out and the reason people don't they don't think they're the expert yeah there's somebody better than me out there that knows more so what they're not you um there's somebody already doing it no one says that about a curry house in brick lane or a hairdresser (laughs) yet we do and and we need to get over that yep some great points by the way and I suppose, there's, and, and you mentioned courses, memberships, and uh, I can't remember the other one. Workshops, but you, yeah. workshops, that's right. So are you talking about ones that they can create themselves or ones that they can promote other courses or whatever it is? Create themselves and then become an affiliate for others. Okay. So a lot of my clients are an affiliate for me. And yep. so they make quite a lot of money that way. But they also create their own courses too and their own memberships and things. And mm-hmm. It just depends what what is the knowledge in your head. And, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough how it does not have to be whatever you do in your business right now. Um, I could probably do a course on, you know, potty training twins because I've done <laughs> You know, you can do a course on the things that you know. An expert is the person that knows the most about a subject in an average room, not the Internet. So in an average room, what do you know more of than the next person? The first passive income I bought was a PDF that was how to get around Disneyland with two under twos. Really? She was making hundreds, hundreds of pounds from this one PDF about Disneyland because she'd been three times. (laughs) It worked. I needed it. I couldn't be bothered to go and research all the facts. Yeah, Jamie says she wants a, she wants that course. So you better get. Uh, we'll, we'll, don't worry, Jamie. We'll we'll find out the link for you. So it's not a problem. It might not even exist anymore because you know you know Disney World has changed and things like yeah. that. So you know, so you need it, to it, it, game. <laughs> exactly. You need to up your game. There could be an opportunity for you here, Jamie. Um, so uh, so that's all good. Uh, I just want a big shout out to Lisa and Kelly and a few other people that we've got coming in, which is great. It's fantastic. It's all good. If you have any questions, by the way. Um, if you have any questions, again, use the questions, use the comments in the comment section below uh, and feel free to it. Like I said, we are streaming through YouTube, LinkedIn Live, and also on Facebook as well. And uh, for those of you guys that are tuning in for the very first time, uh, you can be a, you will have the opportunity to listen to the pre-recording of me and Lisa talking on the Game Changers Audio Experience. And you can listen to her, listen to us on the Game Changers. If you go to Apple, uh, to go to Amazon, Spotify, all the wonderful game-changing um, podcasting platforms. In fact, I know that, uh, I don't know, are we allowed to mention this, the, the fact that you've got a new book coming out, right? Yeah, we can mention it. It's not out for a while, though. I'm writing it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a book deal with Hodder and Staunton, so that's coming out January 2023. 2023. Okay, so you're going to have to wait a little bit, guys, I'm afraid, for that. So that is... Yeah, that's quite some time. So, but if you're listening to the, this recording like months and months and months, hey, guess what? You go by. A few months later, go by. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, what I was going to say, um, yeah. So, yeah, integrity. So, we've talked about many things integrity, values. We talk, and, and also, you've also got a podcast, by the way. Well, uh, remind us what the name of the podcast is called again Making Money Online with Lisa Make- Johnson. Make, making money online. And by the way, it is, it is a chart-topping podcast like this one, of course. And uh, she, and Lisa's had some great guests. In fact, I know that we've got Kelly here um, listening in as well. And, and, and believe it or not, 
I know that Kelly, uh, I've known Kelly for, for a little while, actually, a good 18 months, in fact, from about March last year, potentially. Anyway, big shout out to you, Kelly. And uh, we love what you're doing, which is good. Fantastic. We love that vulnerability. And, and, and that's amazing. Um, what else is going to suggest? I know that, by the way, guys, for you guys that are listening in, um, we, uh, me and Lisa are going to be doing something in collaboration in the next coming months. So you'll have to see that space, see that window of opportunity, because uh, we are going to be launching something really, really exciting that you guys can keep, keep your teeth into. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to be launching probably in the next couple of weeks as well. So we're going to be making some huge announcements around that. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. And and, and, uh, and, and it's uh, and yeah, exactly. And this is the purpose, like for me and for Lisa, like if you're not in business to have fun, then you shouldn't be in business. It's as simple as that, right? Because yeah. it's just, it, do you know what I mean? Like fun is the middle game, right? Um, and that's super, super important. But, uh, you know, and, and when we do collaborations, when I do collaborations with people, we go bam, right? We go massive, go huge. Um, so if you guys that are listening in, by the way, if you do have uh, any questions or if you're if you have any questions with regards to online uh, businesses around integrity, I'm going to give you a 30 second window to answer your questions. And then I know that we are very, very, very conscious of people's time. So uh, Jamie says business uh, lets to be pleasurable, not just profitable. I agree. I yeah, that's agree. massively true. Don't you think as well mm -hmm. that business isn't complicated? People make business complicated. Of course, of course. It's not actually complicated to make money online. And I think people no. look at it and go, oh, there's so much to do. But you don't have to do all those things. Like you won't see me on places like Clubhouse, for instance, or TikTok. Yeah. I just don't mm -hmm. do any of that stuff. Um, and people will, will tell you that you have to do all of that kind of thing. And you do not. Well, we know that, that that's complete bullshit. We know that. And, and actually, but I am also open to experimentation because I think experimentation is really, really important. Mm, definitely. And, you know, also doing things which, um, like from my perspective, that again, that you prefer, like for you, Lisa, you prefer video. I prefer video and audio. But then there are there are bookworms out there that like to read that like to write, you know, guides. Right. When guess yeah. what? There's no right or wrong. No, you've got um, to do it your way, and it might not be the way that everybody else is going, but that's okay. Like, I've always been the kind of person that when everyone's going left, I seem to be going right. And at the beginning, that scared me. Like, you know, I must be doing something wrong. Everyone seems to have a trend over here. It's never, ever done me any harm to just no. do my own way, and it won't for any of you. And also, I think that uh, from my perspective is that, people, you know, our audience, you know, they, they don't just think, one way they think different ways don't they 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 take in i mean for me and like you we take in content in in different ways and mm. and so if we articulate that in, into a particular way that that our clients understand and our audience understands that creates really what i call strong tribal attributes um believe it or not actually i i'd actually done um a really good episode around uh, my belief in in, in creating tribes what is from your perspective? I know you've created a really strong tribe around kind of the Lisa Johnson brand and things like that. Why do you think, from your perspective, based on what you know, why do people follow you for who you? Why do people follow you? And what 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 what's what from your perspective? What is the DNA of what makes up a good tribe for you? Yeah, I think it's I think it's that honesty again, and I think it's being relatable as in not trying to be something you're not. No. Um, I think that a lot of people, they look at me and they realize I'm, I'm pretty normal. I'm quite a lot like them. And so I'm just like like them, but with a lot of money. Mm. And they don't want to be anything different to who they are now. And they worry that if they make a lot of money, it will change them. And I'm the proof that it, it doesn't have to. And so I think they follow me because of that. I think as well, I say a lot of things that most people wouldn't dare online. Um, I... And I know that lots of people think it because afterwards I get hundreds of messages saying, oh, I was thinking that, but didn't dare put it. I just don't like so much of the crap that we see online that I will call it out. Yeah. And, you know, that does that bring me grief? Of course, I get grief every day, from, from, <laughs> mainly from peers rather than clients. But I don't care because someone has to change things. It has to start somewhere. And and I believe that it starts with me to to be honest and truthful about what's wrong with what we're seeing mm. online 
You know, it's interesting. I always find that the the the, the people that ruffle a few feathers, right, and uh, go against the grain of the salt, if you like, or in the direction, whatever you want to call it, those are the ones that are actually become that that really not only what I call change the, the what I call a wave, right, or a movement. It gets people to create this um, different awareness about themselves. Do you know what I mean? About what they believe in and about what yeah. they really think. Because I think what the, often when we don't feel we're allowed, we don't have permission to think mm. differently, especially if somebody out there is is really big and, and has lots of followings or lots of books and that kind of thing. It almost feels like you can't go, well, actually, I disagree with you. But mm. you absolutely can. And I don't think that you should ruffle feathers for the hell of it, for the shock value, for the engagement. I like... I will never be that person that writes a sexist post and puts it as a grenade bomb just so that <laughs> engage him. Like that's never going to happen. But I do think that if you really believe something and you stand for something, you should talk about it. That's why yeah. I talk, you know, secondary messaging is so important. People mm. don't buy from me because I talk about passive income. Loads of us talk about passive income. They mm. buy from me because I talk about integrity. They buy from me because I'm anti-bullying um, mm. and the ambassador work I, I do with, the charity like those kind of things are the reason people relate to me and so if you have that secondary messaging and you believe in something stop hiding it stand up and talk about it even if it ruffles a few feathers here's a a, a final question for from my end um when it comes to um partnering collaborating and things like that um is there ever i mean i, I know that some of our listeners and some of the people listening in right now are going to be probably be thinking this is have you ever, I don't know, collaborated or partnered with somebody? What are the things that they need to look out for when they think it's a good fit or not a good fit based on integrity? I think it's really, this is one of the most important things for me this year. And I've been writing about it a lot um, because I think that we do partner with people and we are seen with people all the time. And whoever we're seen with, you can bet that people are watching you believing that you believe in the same things or have the same values and attributes. And that came to my attention this year. Um, and so now I'm being really, really careful on who I partner with, because if someone's out of integrity, whereas I used to say, well, yeah, they're, they're doing bad things to that person, but they've not done anything bad to me. Mm. I no longer think like that. I think if, if you see that somebody is <clears throat> being out of integrity, in the industry you stay away from it and otherwise it affects your integrity yeah. um the first year in business i collaborated with somebody on something it was a massive mistake i lost a quarter of my audience because my audience said we trusted you but if you're collaborating with that person and we all know she's out of integrity then you must be and it was wow. a waste and i think more of us need to wake up to that i, I see so many people that strongly believe that somebody else is not doing things in the right way, but because they might give them a stage or you know they have a big, bigger platform or audience than them, they will allow themselves to be pulled in anyway. And, and I won't do that. And I think it's really important to really kind of not only be subconsciously aware of that, but also uh, to make sure that, you know, because your brand is your reputation at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. and so again, if it compromises you as your personality, and for the tribe that you, I mean, I'm not being funny, guys, right? It takes years to really put together um, strong tribes and and building up a great reputation. But in seconds, it can be destroyed. What can't it, Lisa? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and you won't even sometimes know why. We've seen people this year and last year where that's happened mm. because they've not been in integrity and because they've kind of fallen so far away from who they really are that they've been advised wrongly and those kind of things. At the end of the day, you've got to come back to who you are all the time. And as a person, think to yourself, you know, there's lots of different directions you can go in business and, and money is only one of them. Success is one of them and different ways of even measuring that success. But if you always come back to what are my values, who am I, and make a decision based on that, you won't go far wrong. Mm. And, you know, it's an interesting point is that, you know, just because someone else is being treated uh, you know, with disrespect, or if they not been treated in the way that you want to be treated, how would you feel about being treated in that way? I guess is another way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah, there's been plenty of times this year when um, 
someone has told me about someone that is, let's say, bullying them online. And I've kind of seen it happen in the periphery. Not been involved, but I've kind of seen it there. I'll never write a comment or anything like that because I think that feeds into it. But then when that person's come to me and said, oh, will you stand on my stage? I've got these three people talking. If one of those people is somebody that's bullied somebody else, I won't go on that stage. I won't be seen in alignment with them. You know, there's one there's one tactic that really um, that I see all too often and, and, and it is extremely like out there even now, which is using um, which is playing upon people's fears to get what they want. I think that's a really sad thing to do. But then, you know, I see it all the time. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? And, mm -hmm. and what do people need to look for? You see it because it sells. Like yeah. we know that by talking about what could happen, the worst that can happen, mm. that will get someone to buy something. Yeah. Um, and it's the wrong way of doing things. Uh, like if you can really truly tell yourself that you're selling in a way that still allows you to sleep at night, then you're doing good. And I don't think the people that play on these fears um, do that. You know, they they think of what's the worst thing that someone worries about and they make sure that those people think that's going to happen. How can that be in integrity? How can it be in, in integrity to to exaggerate things? Like one of the things I always see is uh, here's my webinar. I'm going to tell you the secret that got me seven figures, the three things that nobody knows, the secret source. There is no secret at all i'm here to tell you there is no secret it's all a load of crap work hard be consistent um follow people that have already been in your footsteps and you'll be fine we should actually create a course lisa or or some sort of a master class on the bullshit marketing <laughs> tactics that gurus create to get you to sign up to their bullshit programs honestly you'll see all of that on my facebook <laughs> i talk about it every day um you don't need any of this like uh, and I always say to people in every single webinar I do, if you do not buy this program, this will not mean your business will fail. You will still get there without me. Yeah. But You're not going to die, guys. You're not going to no. die. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So funny. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but listen, I'm conscious of time. Um, so, um, so for you guys that are listening in right now, I hope that you've enjoyed some of our conversations between me and Lisa. If you're listening to the re-recording of this, uh, please do me a favor. If you want to connect with Lisa, uh, know more about her and about her podcast and stuff, do yourselves a favor, click on the links and, and, and click on the links below. And when you do message her, uh, it probably won't be her, probably be one of our team members. Just mention the podcast, the Game Changers Audio Experience. Then she can link two and two together so that she so that it, she doesn't think that, that you're some sort of weirdo or stalker. I know <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm joking. Anyway, it's all good. Listen, Lisa, I just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time today, and uh, it's been fun. Thanks for inviting me. It has been fun. Very cool. And uh, thanks very much to, uh, to our live uh, audience as well, Jamie, Kelly, Lisa, all of the other people that are out there as well. We say thank you very much and fantastic. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening into today's show. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show. Just a reminder, we love creating this amazing podcast show. It wouldn't be as successful if it wasn't for you guys. So we want to make sure that we would love it if you would be able to reciprocate and write an amazing, whether it be a one-star or five-star review. If you're listening to this on Apple, go to Apple on iTunes and go to the Game Changers Audio Experience, leave a one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer. If you're listening to this on Android, whether it be on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the good Android platforms, go to podchaser.com, that's podchaser.com, and leave a one or a five-star review on there. We'll be extremely grateful. Thanks very much for tuning in. We've got some great shows coming up. Cheers.